pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Hello, howdy-do, greetings, and welcome back, KBs, for another exciting journey of adventure to discovering our best life together. StephenCanyon.com is the website for all the upcoming events, and there are quite a few lining up. I might add all of them in the green room right now. Other resources available also. Check it out on the website. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. Hey, you know what? This really is an adventure of discovery, Meg. Yes, it is. Living the life of a kinetic believer. It sure is. Operating, working the law of attraction at will. Every day. I mean, it's all day, all the time, no days off. We say that in our in our opening, and and I just don't want people to take that for granted because if you're look, if you're new to kinetic belief, there is nothing more exciting than these having new discoveries showing up in your life every day that you just didn't see coming in the natural world around you. I mean that's yeah crazy fun. I'm, I'm just a, I mean I'm, it makes me fun. It, crazy fun. I want a Snoopy dance right now. Can you can you hold my mic for me? And isn't that what it should be? Because we can all get intense, very intense sometimes. So remembering, hey, this is supposed to be. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Go, Stephen. <laughs> is that a song? I think yeah, that's that's the song. Oh, that is. <laughs> is that is that from what is that from? It's from Frozen. Oh, that's that song. I love that you've never seen it. You just know it from all, all the, the kids, all the children <laughs> running Every... around singing it. That's amazing. It's a great song. Oh, it's, it's very catchy. Obviously. Give us a rendition of it. Ready? No way. Come on. No way. You love. You're a great jazz I, I singer. Couldn't, I couldn't do better than you just did. I don't think. I, <laughs> yes, you can, Megan. I love hearing you sing. It's a great movie too. I have seen it. I watched it with my niece. It was really pretty entertaining. Frozen. Have they done another one? Another Yeah, I think version? they did number two. I didn't see that one. No. Oh, it's already come out. Mm-hmm. Did they have another song like Let It no. Go in it? No. I mean, I'll they, bet have, they, they tried. have music. They have music, but no. I'll bet they tried. I bet uh, oh, they, there's, some, there's a song in that second there's movie. There's somebody wishing that, that they had written another I bet there's a Let kid somewhere that knows it, whatever it is. I'm sure. And, and the parents of the kids, of course. I, I love jazz. I like it when you sing jazz. I love jazz too. It's my favorite thing to sing. We were jazz came out of New Orleans about a hundred years ago, and we, I just randomly pulled up some Diana Krall last night. We sat out on the the patio, deck, patio and, whatever, yeah. wind, nice cool breeze, and turned it up, and wow, it was amazing. So good. Oh, it was so entertaining and relaxing, and she's she's fantastic. I can't wait to be able to go back to these live performances. Oh, I think it's I starting to happen, though. Well, we were supposed to go see uh, Chris Botti in New York right before the pandemic happened. Who, by the way, I just found out last night, uh, plays with Diana Krall, or did. Oh, man. With Diana Krall. What a Krall concert. A lot. What a concert that would be. Did you know that, I saw this in an interview that uh, she was doing, that one of her biggest um, inspirations was Julie London. You know Julie London? Yes. She's from, I guess, back in the 50s or 60s or early. Yeah. She was one of those black and whites. Right. That did from before there was color. <laughs> right. <laughs> On the television. <laughs> On the television. <laughs> and then Kat Edmondson, 
Oh, I, she's so good. That oh, little I love voice her. of hers. I she's like her. a cartoon. She's unbelievable. Well, she writes her own music as well, which I think is amazing. She could she have sung her... some of the songs in Frozen. <laughs> Should have. <laughs> yeah. That little high pitched voice. She's got a great voice. I want you to sing. I want you to. I want you to sing some jazz at some of our upcoming events. Oh my word! You <laughs> Just randomly finished. Okay, now we. Have what do you think, jet. everybody? Shouldn't <laughs> Megan sing some jazz? <laughs> I didn't hear anything. I didn't either. Email in. <laughs> Crickets. Crickets. You know, using the law of attraction, anybody could probably manifest the ability to sing something. Mm. No question about it. Probably, yes. Well, let's talk, let's talk about using <laughs> successfully using the law of attraction. And how about, let's, let's delve in a little bit today about using the law of attraction with other people. Having a group of kinetic believers oh, joining yeah. you. Oh, that's cool. In uh, in uh, using the law of attraction because it works to arrange the kind of life that you want to experience, to manifest anything that you want to experience. We know that individually, but what about corporately? What about with family or those that you work with? Maybe you're working on a project, or perhaps you coach a team. How amazing would that be to bring in to all of your your players and to teach them the power of kinetic belief oh my word how fun don't think that's not already happening you know it is by the way and i would i would probably even say that a huge part of whoever is winning the super bowl or whatever the top win is for most sporting teams they probably have an amazing coach i mean not like a i don't mean their coach i mean some sort of motivational coach that comes motivational in. coaches that gets everybody on the same page of belief right believing they can win the same page that, of belief not not just believing that they can win but believing that they are winners yeah winners don't lose in the in the realm of uh, mm. competition like that I saw one, I just, I have this strong visual all of a sudden of um, the rowers, you know, like when people row crew and they have, mm-hmm. how many people are usually in one of those boats? Like seven or eight? Diff- yeah. But yeah. they're all just so tight and in sync and the power that they can put, exert and put out and the speed that they can pick up is amazing. And it makes me think of kinetic believers, you know, when we can get all in sync like that. It kind of reminds me of that Southern rock band, The Outlaws. They what? were so tight and in sync. <laughs> They were, they were, I mean, the outlaws. Well, <laughs> just so, so oh in sync. Somebody had to be leading them That's with belief. You're like, who's your life coach? You <laughs> right? guys sound amazing. <laughs> you know, the stuff of success is absolutely the same, whether it's you're rowing a boat, you're playing in a band, you're playing on a, uh, a football, baseball, soccer team, uh, you're selling cars for a living, you're a family wanting to attract. Uh, the new things into your life as a family. It doesn't really matter because rather it's the results of individually you're perfecting your health or maybe you're attracting wealth, mm-hmm. you and your spouse, your life partner, yeah. the, uh, to, to get a, a new position in life, to get pr- that promotion, whatever it is. Success is the possession of the status. P- success is possession of the the experience that you want to to be able to um, move through and to be an observant of. Look, it, it's it really it comes without regard to what is being attained. Success is the experience of whatever it is you desire to experience. Mm. And if as a team you want to experience winning, then that's success for the team. Right. Most teams do. Except, oh, who plays the uh, Globetrotters? 
Washington, was it Washington something? Somebody. Whoever does that, though, their goal is to lose. <laughs> their success is in losing. And, and they're really, really good at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're successful. Most, wow. most people, when they see somebody else being successful, they want to know, what did you do? How is it that this one team year after year after year keeps winning? Why is it that this one company sells more widgets than everybody else. Why is it that, you know, you're always making straight A's? What is it about one person, a group of people, a team of people that always being successful? How is it that they do it? How did you get the money? Where did you go to school? Who is it that helped you? Like we're talking about who is the coach? Where did the coach learn to coach? Mm -hmm. People want to know how. This is the first mistake. People wanting to know where the person went to school. They, how wanna, did, how they did, think it's a recipe. They think it's a recipe. If I can just add enough cinnamon <laughs> and, I, and cook it at 350, if, I too can <laughs> be like someone else. If I could just grow up in Tiger Woods' <laughs> neighborhood where he grew up. You'd have if to I grow could, up in his body. <laughs> if I could learn to play golf on the golf course that he played golf yeah. on at the age of two, yeah. maybe that's what it is. And what a distraction, right? What a, what a huge distraction from beginning to tap into your own uh, talents and giftings and, and all the good things that you're supposed to be offering. You're super, you're just so distracted. Distraction is the word, isn't it? Because the answer to any of those questions will lead you away from the, the actual cause for mm. success. Oh, yeah. The one common denominator that all of these people have in common. And the cause of success is always within the person or the group that's succeeding. Because if Look, if the cause of success was somewhere else, if it was in Tiger Woods' neighborhood, and it was if it was in his tennis shoes, and probably actually it is in his tennis shoes, <laughs> you, you find the guy. Yes. <laughs> but if it were in your neighborhood, <laughs> if it was in your school, if it was somewhere out there in the universe, if it was outside of the person who is successful in any way at all, then everybody who does the same thing, that plays on the same golf course, or grows up in the same neighborhood, or have the same amount of, you know, startup capital, or go to the same school, whatever that thing is, would also be successful. Yes. And we know that's not the case. Right. He otherwise Tiger Woods is out here playing all the kids he grew up with on that golf on, course. On the, you know, they're all on the tour. Right. Because they, <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. That would make it a lot easier, maybe, yeah. to, to be able well, to see the, the cause yeah. of it. And it's interesting, too, because I think sometimes what you're describing actually begins as a very subtle uh, grasping at excuses for why something isn't working in your life. Oh, I could be Tiger Woods, it, but I didn't have the dad that supported me like his dad did. And so a lot of times I think it can even begin there or end there <laughs> with for, the... With the excuse. Lining up the, the barnyard of scapegoats, getting yes. all those excuses together. And, we, you know, people love to have the excuses because then we don't take responsibility for right. it. Oh, I could be successful, but I didn't fill in the blank. I, I heard someone, I, I got a, an email from a, a, someone that uh, I used to, um, that used to come to some of our events. I haven't seen him in, in a number of years, and I got it this morning. And it basically was like, Steve, if you only knew what uh, kind of year last year was, then you would know why my life is in such terrible shape right now. <laughs> That's it. Let's blame it on the calendar. Let's, oh, let's blame it on the day of the week. Yeah. Guess what? That same day of the week or that same year was an amazing year or day of the week for a lot you know, of people. That's a that's a great point that 
<laughs> that that message is making because it's a funny thing. I was actually thinking this morning about all these people that are volunteering to go to Mars for Elon Musk's thing. And I was thinking about how profound it's going to be. <laughs> now, is this, are, is this where you're going to tell me something? No, no. Did you fill out no, a no, no. form? <laughs> I have not Are you applied. going to Mars, Meg? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, but I, I was thinking about how profound it's going to be for somebody to get there and uh, to realize they're the problem because how undeniable... When you have the same oh, problem good, and you're it? on freaking Mars. Yeah. <laughs> and you you brought that distasteful <laughs> slice of Earth with you. Yes. Oh, and, and all of a sudden. You were the problem. You're going, the common denominator is me. Yeah. It's, and it's interplanetary And guess what? Now. Earth is now doing just fine. <laughs> oh, there you go. We're having there a great time down here now. Exactly. But isn't that it? I mean, we love to think it's anything but us. Anything. Yeah. But us. You know, success would be just a matter of circumstances, <laughs> wouldn't it? And, and it, mm, yes, and there are just there are so many people that have the same environments of those who are successful. And yet no two people are alike. No two people are experiencing that same, quote, measure of success. One is the other. Mm-hmm. Everybody's still experiencing the varying degrees of success. It's all relative. It's a mathematical certainty, regardless of who you are, that you can succeed if you will find out what it is that is the cause of success. Mm. I love that. The cause of success. Um, Well, you know, it makes me think the cause of success has to be the same for all people, right? Because, you know, we know regardless of where people are or their circumstances, people from every walk of life, they're experiencing what what others would call success. I mean, it exists. It's out there. It's tangible. The cause must be the same for all people, right? Yes. Because, you know, all people are not experiencing it. And the things that we can see are, you know, they change. And then people coming from the same things, same environment that, you know, they're not all experiencing the same thing. Look, it's the active authority of our consciousness, the creative authority of our kinetic belief that puts into action the sustainment of the law of attraction to work in our lives. This is the thing that maintains that attractive uh, force, that universal power of authority that we have to keep that object, to keep that circumstance moving toward us to meet our expectations, to align with our expectations. We have been given the final authority of our conscious expectations. We're it on the earth. No one else gets to decide the kind of life you're going to experience unless you give them mm. that authority to do that for you, unless you give the calendar Uh, the year 2020, the authority over the kind of life you're going to experience or a day of the week, whatever it is. And you can know, we can know that when we are operating in kinetic belief, we actually can feel there, there are things that you can know if you're in it or out of it, because it's what you feel when you just know that you can have something and it's how you feel when you know what to do next. And I used to say this all the time. You just know it because it's, it's in your knower. <laughs> you, you can't really put... There's, there's some things that words can't really define. There's some things that you just are beyond our ability to, to talk about. Well, and when you say know it in your knower, that always makes me think of... You read something to me recently that, that it was a study that almost showed that our stomach has a brain or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so yes. that, it always makes me think of that, you know, one of our knowers, it's in there, it's yes. happening. Sure. <laughs> if look, if a company manager can cause their employees to know that they can each be successful like we're talking about or a coach of a team, whatever. 
But let's say that the, the sales manager in a company, if he can get their employees to see themselves, imagine themselves being successful individually and corporately and together, they'll meet those goals. And they'll, they'll even do more than that. And in exactly the same way, when we're operating in the fullness of our authority, operating in the fullness of our dominion, operating in the fullness of our kinetic belief, in the full power of our active consciousness in action, regardless of whatever it is that we're wanting to accomplish. I mean, we, we've covered a lot of things from sports to business, whatever. Then the genius of our creative purpose, because we are talking about doing this with someone else, with your family, business associates. The genius of the creative purpose of the group gets involved with every thought form of success to be able to navigate us now to attracting whatever amazing things these are into our lives every single day. Well, you know, we've actually done this with our our creative team in the past. We set goals mm-hmm. so high that, yeah. that the only way they could even could be met is through the power of kinetic belief. And that's you. You're always coming in with these crazy ideas that, Megan, that's impossible. Well, that just makes me want to do it. <laughs> That's so, true. If you want me to do something, just say you, you, you can't. can't or you can. You can't you're or the, you. Yeah. You're the opposite. You're, you're the George from Seinfeld. Yeah. You're going to do the opposite. <laughs> exactly. And it always works out, obviously. So works. I'm going to keep doing it. You know, but then, but we would, we would work with the creative team, set these huge goals, <laughs> use kinetic belief, and things always would happen. You know, people are going to show up with the answer. The resources would show up. Mm-hmm. Answers to supposed problems would manifest. Um, but all of that's happening because we were operating in, in the fullness of that creative authority. That's so true. And, you know, those answers you're talking about would show up never, and they never show up in ways that you expect. <laughs> never. But the thing you expect always shows up. <laughs> yes. It's the least way you expect it, in fact, to show up that that's usually <laughs> the door that it if, comes through. If you're a kinetic believer, get ready to always be saying, I did not see that coming. That's why we shouldn't judge. <laughs> Don't judge other people because that's probably the person that has what it yeah. is you're looking for. And isn't it, isn't it amazing and sort of fascinating that you can put all this manifesting effort into something showing up, but you you really never know how. It's the how that's just so awesome. And if you're in the practice of trying to plan the how, then you're going to miss yeah. the now. Like you always tell us, you're going to plan it right out of there. You'll plan it out of there. Yeah. So leave that up to the universe. Leave yes. that up to the the expectations of other people. And if you get an unction of spirit to go down to the to the corner three blocks away, walk down there, stop what you're doing and go down there now. Yeah. There's something there for yeah. you. Powerful. So, well, and again, that's like you've always te- like you're always teaching us there's there we're going halfway you know we're meeting we're not mm-hmm. doing this alone so we're meeting the universe in that place and there's a very real set of actions and and this this energy that we're putting into it this our half and then there's a whole other piece that we should have nothing it's none of our business that's so true meg we we have our half that we're responsible for and that takes all the pressure off doesn't it yes but what people want to do is they want to be responsible for the whole Mm -hmm. and by taking full responsibility for the whole when it doesn't work out well we're also going to blame the calendar we're going to blame the government we're going to blame the the mosquitoes in south florida yeah yeah whatever's moving we'll blame it it's it's but it's never my fault oh man right it can't be kinetic belief is something that we intentionally use to attract success into our lives and we we don't have all the answers we're not supposed to have all the answers you're not supposed to know who has the answers or where it's going to come from just know that whatever it is that you're desiring already exists 
And as long as you continue to see it and to desire it and imagine it and to be grateful for it and to put action toward receiving it and learn the vocabulary of that thing, mm-hmm. you're going to continue to attract it into your life. Yeah. Yeah. When you're working the law of attraction through the power of kinetic belief, and let's say you're doing this with a group, it is absolutely vital that every single person in the group believes that they can they can be successful you can win you can be successful together everyone in your family believing that you can be successful together that includes the the 13 or 14 year old child that would rather be somebody somewhere else somebody else somebody else <laughs> anywhere else yes. because it's important that you really paint the picture of what it's going mm-hmm. to look like to to uh, successfully attract the group's desire the new home for the family. Mom, dad, don't go do that by yourself. You'll find yourself in that new home by yourself. That's not good. Otherwise, you're going to have to overcome doubt and fear and unbelief within the group. You've got to, you've got to do the work. And so that together you go, together you grow, together you manifest and attract these things that you're looking to bring into your life. I love this concept, this idea of it's really you're creating this network, almost a support system within your manifestation. So it sounds like so really groups that are working toward a common goal of attracting something. If we're in a group, we need to be of one mind, so to speak. Yeah, we do. And it's like we were talking about yesterday. And I I think you brought up, um, you were showing me some large homes that you were like, this rich people want lots of rooms. (laughs) Yes. I I was just looking on Zillow. Just, you know, that's always fun, right? Just to sort the price from high to low and just see what's going on. And I just, every house. Stop right there. Yeah. You sort from high to low. Yeah. I sort from low to high. <laughs> See, you need to work on this, Steve. <laughs> there you go again. You, you, you have this astronomical kinetic belief about That's Oh, funny. you want to hear how good my belief is? I sort high, prices <laughs> high to low. <laughs> That's a goal right there. That's your goal. <laughs> so, but yeah, I was looking at these huge homes and it was just cracking me up. It's like when people get money and they want to build a house, it's almost like they, they just look at it and go, oh, rooms. Oh, I know. Rooms, just tons rooms. of rooms, tiny rooms, tiny little rooms that everybody's going to sleep in. My great grandson needs a room. Oh my, my great granddaughter needs a room. The oh. next door neighbor to the great grandson needs a room yeah. when they come. And, and, and they, guess, they put these names right. on all the rooms in this mansion. They're never going to come. No, if, if you want to now see, this is because you're not working the law of attraction with all those people. Right, they, they have no say in it. If, and if you want to start that way, the probably the best way to, to be a blessing to them is build that room onto the house that they're living in, wherever that is. <laughs> For your birthday, I got you a room. And as somebody who just loves, you know, an open floor plan, it just cracks me up when you look at the pictures and it's just like a hundred pictures of closets. Effective kinetic (laughs) leadership understands that the power of vision is essential to the success of the entire group, Mm. to everybody. I want to talk about the manifesting power of love here for just a moment. This is, we cannot delve into this conversation and topic today without also bringing in love, just like with the, the wealthy family. You know, you're wanting to do something for everybody, but you're not including them. So is love really a component in that? Desire is systematic to the creative substance of what we call love. And it is this quantum substance that's critical to all things that are created. 
a thing came into existence from the success of a desire, okay, the, the, meaning that the desire was manifested. And desire is what attracts healing. Uh, it is the creative forming substance of love that heals the body, that will bring a miracle in on the scene. Desire is what sustains all of life within the universe. It's desire. So it's the quantum substance of love. Love is a tangible. Love actually has substance. Who knew that other than Hallmark? Love is a thing <laughs> that sustains us here on the earth. Desire or love is abs- actually is so powerful that without, without love, without desire, the physical bodies that we're in, they begin to deteriorate. Without desire, without love, sickness, disease has an actual higher incidence of manifesting into the human body. That's how powerful it is. Love, unconditional love, moves things that are undesirable out of that sphere of influence, out of that that bubble of creation. Look, when a person has no self-love, for example, or even the validation of love, you know, the championing, the celebration, the encouragement from other people in their lives. That person is void of desire. The creative substance of desire isn't, isn't um, vibrating energetically in, that, in the presence of that person. And so the spark of life is diminished. Eventually, to no effect, it's diminished. The energetics of this person has been, been fully satisfied from some past experiences, from the past which doesn't exist. It's just a thought form with nothing to look forward to. And life for that person just begins to diminish uh, within themselves. Well, and what you're saying, this goes directly to the importance of us celebrating and championing yes. championing those around us, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, gosh, there's just not much worse than working on a project with negative people. I think that's why I've ended up doing so much myself in life. Yeah. Like it's, it'd be better. You know what? So Y'all can just true, go home. Yeah. And I'm just going to do this because your energy is terrible. I mean, you know, you can, you can always just feel it. You're, um, you're not only having to work at being successful, but then your energy is just being sucked out of you by somebody that you're counting on and they're being negative. That's so true. And one of my biggest pet peeves along that, those lines is sitting in a classroom and you're, one, you're, you're working mm-hmm. on something. Corporately, yeah. there's a community of people there that you are part of and you want to learn this new thing and you're excited about it yeah. and you're interested in it. Yeah. And there's always a negative person. Yeah. It's challenging whatever it is that's being taught, instructed. They've right. got the, the questions or just having the teacher repeat something over and over. And Well, it's th- funny because you told me one time, this was so profound, and I've, I think about it all the time, and you meant it sort of as a joke, but but I think you were also being kind of serious. We were joking about Bigfoot or aliens or something. And you Neither s- one of those are a joke, by the way. <laughs> this is not funny. This is not funny. <laughs> Next podcast. <laughs> Very <right>? serious. <laughs> tomorrow. It, we'll know, be back tomorrow. The Goodbye, everybody. The name and everything. <laughs> we're, all, we're all Bigfoot all day, all the time, tomorrow. But we were talking and you said, you know, you kind of laughed. And you said, I like to have, I prefer to have more than anything else, the spirit of belief. 
you know, give me even even a good conspiracy theory. Sure. Let's do it. Let's talk about it because and it's a it sounds kind of funny. But at the same time, when you approach life with a spirit of openness and belief and not cynical, cynically challenging everything that's being presented to you and taught to you, you, you can sort of rocket forward in life and learn things more quickly and experience things more quickly. And I think it's a huge part of manifestation. Well, it's a sad existence to live a life where you only believe what you can see. All things are possible to those that are willing to believe. Well, I'm willing to believe a conspiracy theorist in this sense. You know, it's used in a negative way often. But, you know, all right, let's let's consider the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) And I think if we all considered it and you got a big enough group (laughs) together thinking about it long enough, guess what we're going to see? Nessie. Locky Nessie. <laughs> Locky Nessie. <laughs> <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster is going to show up. Well, and again, I love that you said the spirit of belief, because it's not to say you brainlessly, mindlessly float through life believing anything and everything you're right. told. It's just saying you have a, a slant towards it. I have a, a tendency to believe, to accept, to... It's an open-mindedness. And it says that I am willing to experience the belief, because there yeah. are a lot of things that I refuse to believe. Yeah. Because I don't want to experience it. (laughs) Sure, yes. That's our purpose as believers is to imagine what it is that you want to experience. Do you want to experience the Loch Ness? Possibly from a distance. So let's let's work on that. Do you want to experience Bigfoot? I don't know. But those of you that do, get together, work on the belief, go out somewhere into the woods of Alabama and... Bang on some trees and you never know. I hope today's podcast is called, you know, How to Manifest Sasquatch. (laughs) If that's what you want to experience, (laughs) go for it. Because it's, look, it's the alignment with those that you're working toward a common goal with, be it Bigfoot or Nessie. That is, it's really so important to the manifestation of that thing. Because when you cut off the positive energy of desire, you cut it off. Um, You cut off the creative flow to the law of attraction, and it ceases to work. It may st- it's still there. The thing, Bigfoot may still be out there in the woods. You just can't see him. But he's not being attracted toward you anymore because there's a doubter. There's somebody in your presence that's mm. like, well, this is a joke. All you guys are a joke. And so it's not going to work in that case. And isn't that why it's so important to, to really hone your negativity radar, your, your, your sensitivities toward picking up on these negative energies or even just fear? Mm-hmm. Because fear and negativity, it's going to, I want to say it how you said it, you said it cut off the, the creative flow of desire, mm-hmm. I think is what you said, which is so powerful. And you can sense that too. When you, when you all of a sudden have a fearful thought, Everything shuts down in that moment. And so you have to deal with it. The creative flow it. of attraction is your half of the part. Yeah. And you cut that off. And then whatever it is you're attracting also diminishes. Wow. It stops to no effect. Effort without agreement. It suffocates the creative expectations of awareness. Hmm. Without unconditional love for each other. Let's say that's in the family. It's the, it's the group. You're, you are receiving each other. You're championing each other. You're celebrating each other. You are all together on, you know, this, yes, we're going to see this creature from the Black Lagoon from a safe distance together. (laughs) We cannot be free from... (laughs) Everybody's like, you know, I really just wanted some more money, but whatever. Well, how much money would you make if you had some pictures of this thing? So maybe it's maybe you're connecting the dots here. But, you know, look, we can't be free from grudges without love. We can't forgive other people without love. We cannot give 
of ourselves without love. We cannot align our expectations in a group, in a faction, um, in a family without it. The desire of love is the lifeblood to our common successful manifestations. Uh, the desire of love is the lifeblood to our common successful endeavors, whatever they are, to win in the game, to making the money, to attracting it, to us you know, most stepping into these events that we're going to be doing here in just a few more weeks in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> yeah, yes. The reason such a small percentage of human beings are not seeing more manifestations of success in their lives is that they have oversimplified the idea of what the desire of love can, can produce in their lives. Because it's not just being nice to other people, you know, and keeping our masks on and bumping elbows and, and la-di-da, we're all... Eye-smiling. We're, <laughs> we're all the <laughs> seven dwarves marching off into the woods together to go find the, the elves and fairies together. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> what is happening today? Loving friends and family. We've got to... <laughs> Talking about Mars and Sasquatch. I don't know, but I'm having fun. And elves and fairies. I love it. <laughs> I guess because I'm not thinking about packing my bags and traveling right now. I'm kind of settling into this thing. No, the power of... <laughs> the power, You're in your magical world. <laughs> the power of attraction isn't just avoiding strife. It's not just living a good life with other people either. The desire of love has got to be part of that if you're working on the law of attraction with someone else. Yes. Unconditional love one for the other. Otherwise, it's just a, a, a broken faction. Mm. It's dysfunction. Dysfunction within a group, within a family. Mm. There's got to be someone willing to step up and own the love and put it out there and to, to create the imaginative blueprint for everybody to glom onto and to see the vision together, to come together and to be able to experience the, the vision together and to desire it in alignment one with the other. Well, in the way that you're describing love, I like how aggressive it feels because it really reminds me of something, a, a major shift that I didn't expect, but it's so real is when you become a kinetic believer, you flip your life from living defensively to being offensively minded. And so you're always going after it and you're always being the aggressor in love and the aggressor in manifesting. So, you know, you use the word avoid. That's such a great word because isn't that what we do before we're a kinetic believer? We're avoiding everything. We're avoiding confrontation. We're avoiding failure. Oh, I hope this doesn't happen. And so, you know, it's, it's incredibly empowering, this type of love, the, the true kind of love that you're describing. Right, because if we are avoidance minded... That means we are expecting the thing we're trying to avoid. Mm. And if you're expecting mm. that undesired thing, that's what's going to show up in your life because you're trying to avoid it. Wow. You're mindful of it. Love is a state of expectation, positive expectation. Mindfulness of that expectation is a state of present peace. You have this peace about it. You're not anxious about it. The desire of love is it's... It's energized. There's a positivity. There's a high level of vibrational energy that's involved with it. And it, it mobilizes everyone to act in agreement. Everybody to learn the vocabulary and to speak the same language of, of what Bigfoots are called or whatever. Learn the language. And it's a, a positive world of possibility showing up. The desire of love manifests the success of those desires in the realm where they can be seen for the group to be able to enjoy it together. And when aligned with everybody else, 
It's, it is the most unstoppable, love is, the most unstoppable force in the entire universe. Well, you know, you mentioned the podcast brunches that are coming up. And I have to say, one of the main reasons, one of the many reasons, but a big reason that I'm so excited about them is because, you know, just working on, on a huge positive project with others collectively, it can be one of the most rewarding things, experiences in life. Absolutely. And by the way, if you are, you know, listening right now here in Orlando, we cannot wait to meet you and help you roll your sleeves up so you can be part of the behind the scenes here because this thing yeah. is stirring up to become pretty big. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and I'm super and I got to tell you that these events are going to be a celebration of life for the KB. It is it's it's the the teaching, the saturation of it, and just a big-time celebration. And we cannot wait to be sharing in this with all you guys. Well, and like you're saying, it's that power of the collective. So it's not just, you know, we can learn and do all these things ourselves, but then the ability to come together in person and actually be able to, to look someone else in the eye that believes the same way you do. There's no sensation like that. And I love connecting with Connect Believers in person like that. It is incredibly powerful. The camaraderie of unconditional love and a when two people come together will lift you up out of your loafers. <laughs> right out of them. Right out of your flip-flops. <laughs> you come out of those flip-flops. Well, you know, because not only are we celebrating each other all along the way, but when things begin to churn and they begin to happen, then we also get to collectively share in that joy for each other together. Yeah, you know, the power of kinetic belief works when, it, when all the causes and all of the effects of our desires... Uh, combine one with the other, are seamlessly centered now within the energetics of mutual championing, not only for each other, but for the same cause. Championing for, in this case, the celebration of life. We're celebrating all things being possible. We're celebrating manifestation. We're celebrating the law of attraction. We're celebrating kinetic belief, knowing how to do this, knowing how to enjoy the experiences of our best life corporately together, and not even one grudge in that 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 place of unity should be allowed and tolerated not one grudge not no worry no fear no doubt because the imagination is is fluidly aligned with our desires when our gratitude isn't missing from the project you know we're all grateful for the same things there are things that someone leading a group of kinetic believers should be responsible for. And, and that's making sure that the group has aligned themselves through kinetic belief so that everything is working the law of attraction. Everybody is working the law of attraction together. No doubting. Attracting the success of desires works seamlessly when imaginations are aligned. It's, it is so powerful. It's just, if just one expectation is is wrong according to what everyone else is expecting or not in alignment with the kinetic force of your corporate belief to attract and manifest success to the group isn't going to work very well mm. and you'll probably end up with mediocre results right. in other words a desire becomes wishful thinking and the authority to to manifest with the group is then weakened no, the expectations of kinetic belief that gets results are imagination, desire, gratitude, words, and action. They are imagination. They are desire, gratitude, words, and action. The vocabulary, Learn the vocabulary of the thing that you are expecting to experience. Make sure that if you're working with your family if, or, or managing a group of some kind, 
toward a common goal, to stir up positive expectations of the collective imagination for desire, gratitude, words, and the action. Well, I have to say, I pity anyone in a group that I'm in that has a negative outlook because nothing gets me cooking and riled up and, and aggressive in love and positivity like a negative Ned <laughs> trying to tell me why something's not going to work because for every reason it won't work, I have 20 reasons that it will. I, and that's what I was about to say. And when you know, when get riled up, you're not meeting them in their negative place. You're, oh, no. You are smothering them with love, oh, smothering yeah. them with positivity, smothering yeah. them with, this is why, this is why it can, this is why it will, this yeah. is what we're doing, this is what yeah. we're you all You better about. hang on to your hat because I'm coming for you. Yeah, you know... <laughs> I have I have actually I've had some people in my life that would run the other way when they if they see that it's me calling. <laughs> I mean, they didn't start off like that, but you know, just a few doses and they take off running. And these <laughs> these are habitually negative people. It's not funny, mm. but maybe the the sight of them running possibly is just for a moment. But it's amazing how people want to insulate their negativity. Mm. They protect it at mm-hmm. all costs. And so that's they why will, they run. Yeah, yeah. That's why they run from you. Because no what's happening is they are in their egoist state of being, mm-hmm. which is negative. It's identifying with labels. It's identifying with, with forms of failure. And for that to survive, it cannot, it cannot align with something that is a contradiction to its expectation. Mm. It wants to live. Your positivity is actually a threat. To negativity. To it. Fear yeah. wants to live. Negativism wants to survive. So it either has to fight or flight. It'll, it'll either have to debate you or run in the other direction or just to scream and yell at you and throw things. And what an important thing to be aware of, to understand the, the inner workings of those, of those interactions so mm-hmm. that you don't just think people, right. you're a horrible person. <laughs> and it's, addic- it's an addiction. Negativity is an addiction to the person that's being negative. Yeah. They've, they've grown addicted to the... To, to those energetics and the toxicity of negativism is so addictive that it, it absolutely becomes a way of life. And we've all known them. We've seen them. It's the older we get or the older someone gets and they, they start off just a, bumping along with just a little bit of taking just a little bit of negativity along the way. And the next thing you know, their entire life is submersed yeah. in, in negative uh, thoughts and ideas. Well, we were having a, a fascinating conversation yesterday about uh, someone we had met a long time ago, but it had become apparent that they were just a little negative at the beginning, but now they have quite the house of cards of negativity. Mm-hmm. And they would literally at this point have to, if they sacrificed that negativity and got rid of it, they would also be sacrificing their influence and their power over other people. And so they've, they've really set up this whole negativity kingdom that's serving them in many, many, many ways. The Rolodex is full of others that are willing to meet them in that place. Exactly. And even, and it can even benefit them in certain ways. So, so you see how these tangled webs can be difficult to undo. Right, and you know, and a, a, another reason it's so difficult for so many people to keep speaking the positive expectations of their beliefs is that they're still allowing those negative inner conversations to take place. Yeah. The, yeah. the thoughts come, and they're, they're, they are rapidly going through the mind, and they are permitted. Mm-hmm. They're unchecked. given permission. Yeah. They go unchecked. In fact, you start having conversations with them, talking back and arguing along with and justifying the the uh, imaginative conversations and, and all the reasonings that are wow. coming in. First place in their imaginations is then what it's given. Uh, and the, the positive expectations have to take a back seat to that. Wow. They become unconscious to the good possibilities of life. 
and awakened to the negative. And what you're describing, you know, I'm just seeing that when you allow all that chatter and all that energy flowing through your mind and your body and your existence, that's quite the manifesting velocity for negativity. I mean, some crazy, terrible stuff can show up through that. There's a velocity to the kinetic energy of negativism, and nothing stays the same. And if you're heading down a a negative trail, it's going to continue to enlarge Mm. and to become more. Nothing stays the same. Things get either better or they get worse. Nothing stays the same. Well, that's such a good point because I think that's a a trap that a lot of us are taught that you can be neutral in life, that you can put it on cruise and sit in a recliner behind a fence and and let the world pass you by and nothing changes. But that is so false. It's not possible. One day you'll pass away and your fence will fall to the ground. Yeah, you, you're always, like you're saying, you're always moving forward in positivity or you're being dragged away in negativity. Right, so those negative imaginations, those fearful thoughts, those ideas of failure, all of those things that are allowed to stand create these negative thought forms which then eventually come out of their mouths. They speak the language of it. They look for someone else to call to talk, so they can Gosh. talk about somebody else to, to point out what's wrong with friends and family. Whoa. And it just continues to, to stir up that, those energetics into snowball and you're so right there's a whole culture of it right because I remember years ago when we first met and I was first learning all the amazing things that you teach Steve and one day I said oh that just makes me sick I remember that. This is, I mean, this is like day two or something. We were, we, we were in a met. small meeting. There's about 20 of us that were in this room, I think. No, this was just you and me. Oh, no. I, I'm thinking of a different Yeah, that was di- story. That was something I'll, I'll tell my story uh, uh, when you're finished. That yours. was something else I said that was stupid okay, later. I can't wait to tell everybody. <laughs> so, but it was just us, and you were very sweet, and you were very gentle and kind about it, but you very, very gently explained to me what the, what the, what the power of that is. And even though I don't mean it in the way it sounds, that it does matter. Let our friends know why. Because if you if you say that you are sick, <laughs> then you will have it. And it doesn't, you know, legalism. I can't do it. Uh, you're doing <laughs> you're the great. Teacher, okay, Steve. But I, I asked the question. I, I think no, I would, no. you, you said you're just so sick about something. I said, do you want me to agree with you? Oh, right. Yep. Because, you know, the power of agreement, when there's two of us working our kinetic belief, and if you, want, you want me to agree yeah. that you're sick, you can, you'll have it before you go out the door. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, yeah, no, right? don't agree with me. Change what's coming out of your mouth. You got to change the inner conversations to do that, the inner chatter that you're allowing yourself to think about. And a lot of this, like you're talking about, is just habitual um, ways that we, we speak without yes. even thinking about what we're saying. Yeah. We grow up in a, a, a culture that you've got all these little fanciful sayings about things like that. I'm just so sick and tired of Fred. When I wait a minute. Oh, that just kills me. Oh, that just kills me. You're, you know, that that's so funny. I I could just die. Well, and so many of the jokes too, that I've noticed are, they come from a negative place. So even when you're being funny, you know, just keeping an awareness light turned on to make sure that even, you know, the lighthearted things that you're saying, the stuff that you don't really think you mean, um, what is the root of all those things? Well, and that's probably my biggest, my biggest challenge is because I'm, I, I, I see humor in probably <laughs> just about everything. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I say but things that I don't positive. mean. And no, I try, you always I, keep it positive. Well, you do. I, I, I guess I do. And you never make jokes at other people's expenses right. either. So, I mean, these are things that they seem minor, but, but they I have to work at accumulate. it. Accumulate. I'm thinking it. 
I just don't say it. <laughs> oh, you're funny. It's in there. Let me tell you. Well, That's how do funny. we change what we think about? How do we get? How do we rearrange those thoughts? Those, especially when they are uh, dastardly disastrous. We bring them into captivity. If you're focusing most of your attention on worrisome things, negative things, watching the drama and all of those crisis-filled television shows, thinking about what bad thing is going to happen in the world next, worrying about your job, worrying about your family, then that's what's going to be programmed in your subconscious. And you're not, Megan, like you're saying, bringing thoughts into captivity. Mm. You're allowing things around you to captive, uh, you take captive your thoughts and to establish those ways of thinking. And stirred up. If you stir up the conversations within your subconscious with positive things, then those are the things that's going to come out. If right. you allow those conversations to gestate within negative things mm. that you're watching or listening to, then that's what's going to come out, and and it becomes an abundant source of cause for abundant negative effects in your life. And you got stuff you're dealing with, problems that are, you know, another crisis over here and a wreck over here and a disastrous thing there and spilled milk in the kitchen. And all of these are probably manifestations of negative things you've been thinking about and talking about with other people, about other people. You're talking about how uh, awful Ned and Ted are. Yeah. And because of the way that they keep their car so dirty well you have to say that because and your car ends up you know you wrecked your car so you got to feel better about being that. trashed yeah <laughs> that's how this works yes the scapegoat mentality like because that's what you're about. that's what you're talking about yeah. and what you're talking about is what you're thinking about no one is living a life right now that they're not surrounded by the things that they talk about yeah if it's being poor not having enough money then you're probably struggling with your finances if you talk about how so-and-so's in the hospital and so-and-so's out of the hospital and so-and-so is getting ready to go into the medical center for more surgery, chances are you're struggling with health in some way yeah. yourself. Well, and what you're describing right now, this is huge because, again, this is another huge perspective shift that I had at the at the very beginning of kinetic belief, which is... Before you understand kinetic belief, you think that thoughts are, are very shallow and that they're one dimensional and they just sort of float through your head. But then what you're teaching us today, it's so important that, that thoughts have roots. They come from places. They come from the movies we watch. They come from the people we talk to. They come from the conversations that we have. And so building the idea of bu- building your thoughts from the bottom up is so vital you know, making sure that the roots are good. Otherwise, the fruit of your thoughts is going to be contaminated and it's impossible to fix it any other way. That's right. And we have gateways to the soul, gateways to our consciousness, and they're the eyes and they're the ears. And we need to protect those. Yes. And just because you say that you know better doesn't mean that the subconscious, the unawakened part of you, is not going to take in what you're allowing yourself to watch or to listen to as being a fact for you. It doesn't know what's real and what's not real. All it knows is what you've imagined by seeing something to be. So we protect our gates, like you're saying. And this is the fundamental way that we improve our lives is by, first of all, just (laughs) absolutely reining in what we're dosing on. Well, and and again, this has just been one of the biggest things in in my life and my experience that has made a huge real real difference you and I were positive people every single day and we, and that's not just 
our personality. We weren't just born that way. You know, we put that effort in to being expectantly hopeful and it's really the only way to live our best life. We put the effort in and it's often before we even get out of bed in the morning. It's always that way. For you it is. Mine begins right after that first cup of coffee. (laughs) <laughs> you sleepwalk to the coffee <laughs> bar. Now, correct. I can vouch for that. I, uh, yeah. I shuffle in. That is true. I'm still asleep. My eyes are closed. That is true. I have a sip, and then, yes. yes. <laughs> we cannot put negative things first and expect to manifest success in our lives. This is what, and this is what a lot of people do, and it's backward. And they somehow believe that if, you know what, they complain enough, like we're talking about, that things are going to get better. If I just tell everybody that I talked to on the phone today how hard it is, how tough this is, how just challenging everything is, then in, in that person's way of, of distorted thinking, they somehow believe that all the complaining is going to fix it. Well, and you've really opened our eyes to the reason that we're that people have a tendency to do that, which is the addiction. So you complain, and then you get that little hit of compassion from the person that you're telling. Oh, poor baby. You'll be okay. You've got this. I mean, so it, it really, it's this short little reward, but it's so fake, and it, it doesn't last. Well, it brings in a comforting attention from, uh, you know, from whomever yeah. and that's enabling yeah. that, but it continues to manifest the negative thing that you're complaining about into your life. Right. Remember the, yeah. that, remember first things first, make sure that you are a positive kinetic believer. I don't care how negative it may look. It doesn't matter what they said, what they did, what they're talking about. You remain positive. And if it's not positive, it doesn't exist to you. It's not in your vocabulary. Where you dwell, those things can't be talked about. You're in a universe of only positive, influential things happening. So if somebody wants to have a conversation with you that is not edifying and encouraging, championing and celebrating you, you don't have the vocabulary for it. When you connect your expectations with your words by creating a thought Word life. Get ready for an explosive response from the creative realm, from the creative universe around you. Because I am telling you, it is so important that while being grateful for our imminent success, it is imminent. It's so imminent, in fact, that it's now. It's today. It's in this moment. Success is now. If you want it, you need to close your eyes and see it because it exists for you now. Because before it shows up that it can be seen by other people, just practice patiently waiting for it and and work on patience as being an art form. Mm, I love that. You're an artist of patience. Yes. And if you keep digging up seed that you've planted, if you're not patient, it's just like you you put some sunflower seeds out in the backyard and the chipmunks don't get them. And you don't pull them up to see if they're growing yet. The roots, the roots will go down, and they'll do what they're supposed to do. But if you keep, if you're not patient, what are you going to do? <laughs> you're going to go out there, and you're going to to dig the little hole up and pull the seed out and see if it started to grow yet. <laughs> you're being that impatient. That sounds like something I would do. And no, <laughs> no, no roots yet. Well, it's, you're not giving it an opportunity to advance its new life form, Megan. Put the seed back down there. Patience, patience, and have and, and work your patience as an art form. Nobody likes to wait. No, but when you've planted the seeds of kinetic belief into your life, you've got to gratefully be expectantly, patiently waiting for the results. And we do that with gratitude. Because remember, you're actually you're pulling something toward you. 
the law of attraction. You're doing your half, and the other half is that thing is, is traveling, is coming toward you when you're using your attracting kinetic belief. And it is always the patience in our action that attracts success. In other words, waiting is not some passive thing. I mean, it is, it is one of the most active things when done properly that there, there is that we can do. Mm-hmm. It's a very active thing to wait. There's an art form to gratitude. Wow. You ever see a kid waiting to uh, get on a ride? Waiting at the, for anything. Waiting for anything. <laughs> They're doing anything but sitting yeah. still. They are moving. They are active. There's a Snoopy dance in their heart, and you can see it in their feet. And they are. their eyes are full of light like i'm dancing around right now trying to get you to look at me (laughs) (laughs) i am so excited about all of this there's nothing passive about it it's the most active thing that you'll do and while you're waiting while you're you are standing your determined ground nothing's going to move you from your expectation Mm -hmm. nothing's going to get you off your mark No amount of negativity is going to move you or change your mind. No amount of counseling from somebody that's going to try to talk you out of your plan is going to get you out of what you have planned. You've got an article of faith that cannot be changed by circumstances or people or some news report or doctor's report or any kind of negative report. Nothing is going to change your article of faith, your expectation for that good thing to show up. You're standing your determined ground. And by not letting anything or anybody talk you out of the success you are causing to manifest into your life, maybe maybe your desire is for a husband. Maybe it's for a wife. And you're frustrated by how long it's taking for that, you know, serendipitous chance meeting to to happen for you. There are so many lonely single people out there, Meg, who are, who are doing their own thing right now. They're living their own way, and they're wishing they had someone to share things with. They're, and while complaining about how hard it is to go out and find the right person, you just don't know how difficult. There, there are no good men left. <laughs> don't feel sorry for that person because they are getting exactly what they expect. Any idea of attracting success has been blocked from manifesting for them. Remain grateful for your success, and before you see it, remain grateful by keeping your gratitude within the energetics of your kinetic belief, and your gratitude actually holds tremendous manifesting power. I wish people could see it. I wish we had some glasses that, not like these, but glasses that we could put on. Oh, I see your manifesting power today, Meg. (laughs) Yours would be purple in color, I think. Today. Today. <laughs> There's no way it's one color no. every day. No if way. we could just see it, if we could see it and and and, and then main we would be so much easier, I think, for a lot of people to maintain their gratitude, which is just a way of saying to the universe that I've already got it. Mm. Mm. If people really understood the magnitude of that kind of power of the imagination, the visuality of being able to see the, the textures and the color of their beautiful manifesting power emanating from them in whatever direction they wave that magical wand to pull that thing toward them. They'd be telling everybody they meet how grateful they are. We wouldn't, we would not, there would not be a server in our life when we go out to dinner 
an attendant at the gas station, a person on the elevator that we wouldn't be telling how grateful we are for them, for the dog, for the sky, (laughs) for the rain, for whatever it is. Well, this goes so perfectly hand in hand with what you were telling us earlier about negativity, that the universe doesn't know the difference between you kidding and being serious. And so if you say, oh, that makes me sick, then you'll get sick. But it works in the opposite too. And that's why gratitude is so powerful. If you are projecting that you are a thousand percent convinced that something is in your life, it will show up. It has to. Gratitude puts the stamp of what you really want to see show up in your life, at the stamp of approval on it. Because desire, can it works both ways for, like you're saying, the negative or the positive. Desire is just desire. Yeah. Somebody says, well, I didn't want that bad thing. Well, if you were complaining about a bad thing maybe showing up in your life, that actually is desire. But yeah. desire mixed with the stamp of approval of gratitude, now that keeps in check our expectations. That makes sure that the conversations we're having are positive. Yeah. And it's like when you showed up and you said, well, I'm just sick about that. <laughs> then if we, if we yeah. take that, what you just said, and apply the stamp of, of approval, of gratitude to that, if I had said, which I would never, if I had said, now are you grateful for being sick? Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely not then we, that's being double-minded, isn't it? So make sure there's no double-mindedness to the things that you're saying and use that stamp of approval, that stamp of gratitude. to That, that ensures that our speech is right, our imaginations are correct, our thought forms are correct, our desires are correct, the vocabulary that we're using is correct. And then the action that we're putting toward what we're wanting to receive in our lives is also correct. More, the more that we can practice gratitude, the more grateful for, for what we want in our lives that we are, that we intentionally stir up, the more natural this whole thing becomes. You know, we're talking about stirring it up, stirring it up, work on it, get rid of these things, don't say this, do say that. But when you practice this and it becomes second nature, it becomes more natural. Mm. There's a, a knee jerk like, oops. I, I can't say that. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I shouldn't listen to that. I right. should not watch this. Yeah. When you start slow, but then as you become seasoned, a seasoned kinetic belief vet, um, you know, somebody who's just been doing it for consistently for years and years, you realize all of a sudden one day, this is instinctual. It's become part of my nature. Like I love the word that you just used. It's natural. Just doing this automatically, it does become natural, which for me, the idea of that gives you so much hope. So if you're in, in a this, the part of your journey where you're still trying, you're still trying to get it right every day, just keep remembering that eventually you stay consistent and it just becomes part of you. And we have to practice, don't we? It's like the yeah. Super Bowl team. They win the Super Bowl and what's the next thing they do? They go back to training camp. They start practicing all over again, stirring up the basics, stirring up what they've where they've matured to, to become a natural part of their expression of the game, a natural part of their expression of life. So while patiently waiting for the manifestation of your desire, keep acting in faith, keep acting your in your belief, in your kinetic belief. Keep the action going, even if it's going up to the corner. You don't know why you're going. Just keep acting. Keep showing up. (laughs) Keep moving. Thoreau said success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Oh, that's good. 
<laughs> I love that. Stay busy with your kinetic belief. That's great. Let's work on some highest viewpoints and yeah. just say this out loud. Say today. Today. I'm abundantly attracting. I'm abundantly attracting. What I imagine to see. What I imagine to see. I have complete confidence. I have complete confidence. In my creative authority. In my creative authority. I'm a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. I'm a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. So are you. And so are you. In whom I'm in love with. In whom I'm in love with. I'm transforming into a powerfully successful creative creator. I'm transforming into a powerfully successful creative creator. Believing in my authoritative power. Believing in my authoritative power. To use the law of attraction. To use the law of attraction. And manifest my best life. And manifest my best life. Right now. Right now. I am a powerful creator. I am a powerful creator. Created in the image of my creator. Created in the image of my creator. And today. And today. Right now. Right now. I'm attracting. I am attracting. More of the life I desire to experience. More of the life that I desire to experience. I am love. I am love. I am joy. I am joy. I am happiness. I am happiness. I am prosperous. I am prosperous. I am healthy. I am healthy. And I'm enjoying the substance of peace. And I'm enjoying the substance of peace. Wow, what an explosive and exciting and just frankly encouraging podcast today, Stephen. This was awesome. Um, KBs, if you haven't already, make sure you text the word kinetic, K-I-N-E-T-I-C, to the number 844-844-0049. That's going to make sure that you get notified when tickets go on sale for the podcast brunches here in Orlando. And also you'll receive some really insightful and encouraging text messages from Stephen. And keep checking the website out for the upcoming live celebration of live podcast brunch events that are going to be taking place in Orlando, Florida. And you can do that at stephencanyon.com. And Megan, you and I together are sending out so much mm, love to yes. all the KBs all over the world. All over the world. And thanks, as always, Stephen, for all the love and all the wisdom. Bye.